0: So, long time no record.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. Back uh, from the abyss. We are.
0: <clears throat> and, um, I sound funny because I've been under the weather a little. Not enough to feel sick, but enough to feel slow. <laughs> here you go. You'll need the cutter. And talk about what we've got here in our hands, Doug. Okay. I've had it before. I'm not sure Joe has. We've both had the Cuba, Cuba regular. I don't know if it's a natural or what the wrapper is, but this is the Cuba Cuba Maduro. I don't think Joe's had it before. It's a um, Drew Estate Acid Lines cigar, so it's got a, a sweet cap and probably infused with something. Um, so that's what we're smoking. <clears throat> and... We don't necessarily have uh, much of an, ag- don't have any ag- official agenda, which is usually the case, but sometimes things pop up, and so we're like, oh yeah, we're going to talk about that. So that's probably what's going to happen today. But I uh, mm. I really want to get this thing lit. This I tend- oh.
1: nice without even smoking yeah. it. It's yeah, just- doesn't
0: it? It just smells, smells great. I-, I like to pick cigars I know pretty well if I'm stuffed up, because I think I might miss a little... Let your imagination and your memory fill in the gaps. Yep, yep. So, uh, I wasn't sure if we were going sweet or not sweet today, and so I had a couple inside that I knew really well picked out that weren't sweet. And then when you said sweet, I grabbed these because I've been wanting to smoke this for a while. Um, so, well, that ought to be warm enough. Let's see. One of those is that one's that one's dead. You can it's, throw that yeah, in away.
1: Yeah, it's totally dead. Uh oh, well, I've been kind of out of the loop for a couple of weeks. Not totally, but working a lot of hours, so I don't really know. I'm not on the cutting edge of, of, uh, of what's happening right now, but what's on your radar, Doug? Well, the shooting is a
0: big deal, um, and it would be interesting, probably... To talk about that, just because it's kind of on everyone's mind.
1: I have a question for you about the shooting. Okay. Do you think it would still be on everyone's mind if we weren't hearing about it 24-7? From just about every angle. (laughs) Well,
0: I am... Uh, it's fun to speak in generalizations. Generalizations serve a purpose. It does seem as Americans, everything's fast, including our memory, uh, um, our memory going away. Mm-hmm. Um, something happens, and oh, it's horrible, and then oh, we're over it. And it's interesting in the Bible in the Old Testament where like there were. Certain, like when people died, there were like certain ways, to like you had to be mourned for so long, certain activities you actually did. And I wonder if that was a way to almost force people. The ritual forces you to say, I'm going to mourn for this long. So you don't just throw your hands up in an emotional hubble. You do because you're emotional, but you don't just do that. You do other things. And, um just forgetting, I mean, Columbine, you know? My sister attended there, but wasn't attending there when it happened. She she knew students, she knew a teacher. um. Hmm.
1: What year was that, Columbine? I ask because that's kind of like the first in this era of school shootings, right? I mean, Columbine kind of marks when we started this whole... uh, This chapter of school shootings, wouldn't you say that that was kind of the first that that everyone will remember, at least that our generation will remember? I think so.
0: I think so. And if not the first, I mean, even if we don't have that exactly accurate, it was the first where the shooters became popular in both a bad way and a good way. I mean, they became popular because it was in the news, but also in a bad way, and people looked up to them, people wanted to copy them. And it was like, hey, this this can be done. If I'm a student and I'm pissed off at somebody, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I really so, think that. <clears throat> I really think that the the, I guess I'm I'm not an old man. Neither are you, really. But um, <laughs> older. <laughs> when did uh, let's jog our memory, sir? When did ca- the cable news and when did that like really become a, a popular popular? You know where people sat around all day long and watched. CNN's been around a while. Fox News, I remember kind of when that sort of started to take off. But I really have just... I guess I feel, this is more intuition than fact probably, but I feel like that really drives... Like that probably... I think there were probably school shootings and mass shootings before that, before Columbine, but I think probably that might have been the first one that got such widespread coverage, which, you know, that went on and on in 24 hours, and, and and you know, I think that that probably lends to what you're saying about the notoriety of the killers or the, inf- the, the, the you know, people knowing who they were and copying them or even knowing what went down. Because before, I mean, if you saw a headline in a newspaper, you read it, it goes in one year out the other, somebody might mention it at coffee, whatever, but now it's pictures it's commentary it's in front of us for extended periods of time i have to think and i i just believe it i guess that that's a real contributor to how deeply these things touch us um because it's it continuously gets forced in front of us kind of not not unlike you know your ritual mourning that you were just talking about how we they continue to put that in front of you put in front of you put it in front of you um it's got to contribute to the way that they, these things affect us don't you
0: think um Yeah, and if I can bounce off of that for a Mm -hmm. second. In fact, um, I want to go back to the Ritual Morning and how it ends. But before I do that, I want to do a comment on the cigar, Ritual Morning and how it ends. Um, I'm remembering this as I, just the first few puffs, and as a Maduro probably should be, it, it would be really earthy and dark, and that's what I'm getting. Typically Maduros are sweet, but they're sweet when you don't have an infused sweetened tip, so they're you know, just you're getting a lightly hint of sweet. And this is hard to detect whether this Maduro is actually sweet naturally mm-hmm. or not, because it's so sweet on the tip. But um there's a just a hint of spice on the initial draw, just, just enough to interest me. I don't I'm not a big I'm not a person that likes a lot of spice, but it's interesting on an earthy level because it's earthy and then it's like the sweet isn't like isn't the the unnatural sweet part like isn't supposed to be
1: there, but it still tastes okay. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> I agree. It's sort of discordant in a way, almost, but it's not unpleasant. Mm-mm. But it's a marked difference from that other wrapper from the Kuba... Kuba Kuba. Is it Kuba or Kuba 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 Kuba. Yeah, Kuba Kuba. It's a marked difference. I mean, you could definitely.
0: And I think the Kuba Kuba, the sweet seems to belong there. Yeah, like it go and this this is mm-hmm. it's. And I, I don't know that I would have thought that the first time I smoked this, but I definitely yeah. do now. I definitely feel what you're saying. All right, so... So how do we end our ritual? Well, mourning? here's the thing. This is the difference. You said that sometimes the media keeps it in front of us, like the ritual morning. The thing is, with the ritual morning, it's over. Whatever the... I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't know the Old Testament well enough to actually tell you what the um, you know, Israelite people went through for morning. But it, there was a point when it was over. And it's like, boom, morning is done. Now we go back to our normal life. In the media, it's like just constant. If, if we're not self-filtering, uh, yeah, if we're not self-regulating ourselves and not watching the media, it's constant. And so it's, it's an interesting, uh, if, we're, if we're not filtering it, it's almost like it's controlling our emotions. If, if, if nothing else, it's a, it's a hamster on
1: a wheel to our emotions, um, so. yeah and I think that there's a difference too, because i I think that okay, so to differentiate between mourning and what we see today, okay. I think the mourning was um, ritual mourning, let's say i mean i'm I'm again assuming some things, but it seems like that would be number one to honor the dead, number two, to facilitate a process that needs to happen in the mourners to <coughs> To get to get back on with life, and and to 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 be continue to be human, whatever that means or could mean. But um, what we have now, it seems like though, is not. And I hate to say this because I think that there are some people that would that would find a statement like this appalling. But I think that what we're seeing today is not for the victims. It's not to remember them. It's definitely to get the heads of the people turned in a specific direction. I th- it's to me, it's it's almost despicable because um, it's not mourning anymore. It's it's just driven political agenda, and it's it's really a, a disgrace to those who have suffered because it's all in their name. You know, oh these kids, you know, have have uh, we've got to stop this because these kids, but um, and so they they. They claim to be acting on those kids' behalf, but really it's, they're just using their death and their suffering to further an agenda that's been their stated agenda as long as we can remember. Well,
0: and think about this, trying to, trying to look at the counterpoint a little bit. If you have no base value, if you, values, if you have no God, if you have no afterlife, if you have nothing like that to hold on to, nothing stable, nothing that you look to, yeah, maybe... You're a bad person, and, and I don't. I don't want to say this about everybody, but it seems this way. Maybe you're a bad person if you if you don't, if you don't say, "Oh my gosh, my kid was killed," and and just keep hammering it and hammering it and, and do something. Mm-hmm. Then I think people feel like they're a bad person. Right. And you know what? Maybe if they didn't do that, they would they would still be a good person. Um, you know, I I don't think you're a bad person because you don't mourn forever. I don't think you're a bad person because you don't fight for the thing Mm -hmm. that perhaps
1: caused the death of your child. Um, I think a lot of people struggle with the variation of that. Feeling guilty that they didn't... Didn't do enough. Yeah, didn't do enough, didn't love enough, didn't say enough, you know, and kind of just drive themselves on with that sort of negative guilt. And because of that, you do more after the death. Yeah. I, I remember...
0: I remember um, years ago. I, I can't quite remember who said this, but it was a, it was I, some business guy that I was listening to. His dad passed away, and he was called. He was out taking care of some business, and he was called, and his dad was going to die, <clears throat> and he didn't go to be with his dad when his dad died, and someone like thought that was horrible and said, "Why in the world? How come?" how could you not go be with your dad while he was dying? And he said, because I was with my dad when he wasn't dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that was that was just an amazing thing to me. You know, um, th- there is some value being there in the last few minutes, but you know, if you're not, it's not like you're some horribly bad person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there's been some emotional movies where, I can't remember the name of the movie, but some guy where his... You'll think you'll probably know the movie. I think it's a Christian movie where maybe his daughter wanted to dance with him and he was too busy and so he didn't dance with her in the park and then she ended up dying or something. And so you know, uh, real interesting and having girls that (laughs) that always
1: sticks with me. You know, Isla always wants to dance with me or hang out with me. Yeah, I've got my well, I don't have her convinced. My my daughter's told me that she doesn't want to ever get married. Uh, one because she doesn't want to have to kiss a boy but but the uh the other reason is that so she can stay home and take care of me when I get old, which is nice you know i i, I it's a given that that won't last but but it, it makes a, a dad feel good, you know my daughter still <laughs> wants to marry me, <laughs>
0: so yeah. I know that'll pass too mm-hmm. so well um yeah so i partly i one of the reasons I like these. Recording is because I start to think and process and ask questions. I try to learn instead of just state my opinion. And you know, I have some really strong opinions on things, but it's nice to try to learn because that's, I just I don't think I I know everything. That's why I listen to other podcasts where people are way smarter than me. But the, but the idea, um, some of the things I've heard is like like what what could we do? And when they talk about you know putting armed guards at schools, I think. Well, you know, why isn't there well and and it gets so multi-layered because my wife and I are homeschoolers anyway um we don't think school the way it's done is a good idea I mean if you want to do that fine you know it's let's not even get into the department of education and how Mm -hmm. how that's it's not only a horrible just government organization to have but you're letting somebody else instill the values in your children you're not teaching them yourself and which is just seems wrong, <laughs> you know. So all of that aside, just okay. If school, if public school is going to be there, I mean, why not armed guards? Like why,
1: why wouldn't somebody yeah. do that? You okay? You I think you hit the nail on the head, Doug, when you said that it becomes such a multi-layered. Then there becomes so many layers because they're really, especially like if we're with the case in point of the recent school shooting in Florida, there are so many coulda, woulda, shoulda, things that you could engage, ideas that you can engage, and what did we do wrong, what should have been done, what could have been done. And I think it's kind of... Okay, so this happens, and like it has happened every other time, immediately the voices start. You have the voices on the the one side that say, "It's enough is enough, get rid of these guns, we have too many guns, you have to get rid of all the guns. Okay, so there's that argument all the way to... Um, you know, there's a mental health uh, debate that's raging right now. You have the people that, the, more of the Second Amendment people that are saying, well, give the teachers guns, doggone it, you know. And so they have all of these different things. And one of one fact that has emerged in the last couple of days that I think is worth addressing is that there was an armed guard at the school. There was a sheriff's deputy that was there with a rifle, and he did not engage... The Shooter. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I think it actually just came out yesterday, which today is Friday the 20, what is it, Friday the 23rd or something like that, Hold 4th, I'm, I'm out of the loop here, let's look. Let, uh, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Friday, end of, last end of Friday thing. in February of 2018, yeah, uh, Friday before you... the 27th, because the 27th is my birthday, so <laughs> okay, I can well, remember well, that, well there you go, no. um, anyway, um. There was, there was a sheriff's deputy that was the resource officer. He was armed, and mm-hmm. instead of going in into the building when he knew that the shooting was taking place and engaging the shooter, he instead stayed outside, took up a position outside, and seemingly waited. Disciplinary action has been taken against him. I mean, oh, obviously, oh, it wasn't okay. the right thing to do. Okay, But just having people with guns doesn't guarantee that the problem is solved anyway. And I, and I think that the the greatest issue, the one that I think we have to drill straight to if we want to go to the jugular of the issue is that what this person did was wrong and that it was against the law. There were myriad laws in place to stop you know that are supposed to keep people from doing it or at least allow us to punish people who do do these things, um, but it was an exception. he broke the law no. he killed people, he hurt people, he misused. Uh, tools and and facilities and and any hurt people and y you, you just can't ever get rid of that bad things evil yeah. are going to happen Yeah, evil exists
0: bad people do bad things is what my pastor used to teach me it's like you know um and and you know running a non profit for seventeen years, worrying about policies you you can't policy out no evil i mean you know we could have been doing everything right and legal and someone could have walked into oh, yeah. one of our
1: cl- clubs and and shot kids shot kids or abused kids <clears throat> or exposed them to things that would have been damaging or yeah you just you and and honestly there was a there was a short season in my life where i was working with another friend a uh, military veteran and we were doing some trainings uh for churches the, long before like the it really got kind of scary um, we were going into a couple churches and giving them a little bit of a run through on what what to expect if someone were to come in and try to shoot it up or or how to have you know some reasonable security procedures for a, a church and and i and I told them I kind of wanted to highlight this idea because a lot of times you get sort of these and they do tend to be pretty far right leaning conservative Christian type of folks that get real excited about. Defending and, and and about that, and i don 't think that the sentiment is wrong, but they have to understand that there comes a line, and I think you probably experienced this with with um, your work in the nonprofit world as well where if you if you totally make yourself totally safe, you will cease to be what you 're trying to be. Mm-hmm. You know you could make your church uh, a military base, but it 's not going to be a church anymore it 's going to be secure. Mm-hmm. But it's not gonna be a church anymore. you can make your non profit safe. You can make your school totally safe, but it's not gonna be a school anymore. it's gonna be something else that that I don't think you want, and there's definitely a line you have to remember that you know, yeah, with all these things. Some could argue that schools have already ceased to be places of education <laughs> yeah and, you know
0: that there's a solution. do away with the public education system, then we won't have kids, you know congregating in large groups where they can be shot and you know it's the the, the funny thing i i have got, got to talk about a phrase that's just ridiculous and is that the phrase that's, that's the just fra- that's the phrase that's, that's, that's just, just ridiculous. ridiculous and the reason it comes up is because i actually say it sometimes and it's a sign to me of where my heart is um i'm basically saying you're stupid and unreasonable mm-hmm. Now, it's been said to me, or something similar, but it's a sign to me that when I... And sometimes I don't actually say it, I just think it. Mm -hmm. And I have to remember, okay, that's my heart telling me something, and I know that the person I'm talking to is reasonable, Mm -hmm. even though I say in my heart that's ridiculous, and I have to pull back and say, wait a minute. Because if I said, okay, let's do away with the public school system, a lot of people... Because you know, there aren't too many, too many homeschoolers percentage wise in the, in the nation. Everybody, oh, that's ridiculous, you're just some weirdo. You know. It falls outside the normal expectation. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, I, but I wanted to say it particularly because it's, a, it's an interesting window into my heart. Mm-hmm. And, but I think we need to be careful because whatever phrase you, you use or anyone else uses, that's,
1: mm-hmm. we
0: have to be careful how we're treating mm-hmm. the other person, and that's a good sign. Of, of what we think of the other person. Well,
1: especially if we want them to be... If we really care about them hearing what we have to say, we need to express... Even if we if we, even if even we want to tell them that their idea... No, your idea is wrong. It has to be... I think it should be, probably. If we're a, a, a person that cares about an actual dialogue and actually guiding a person toward their opinion and trying to be convincing, I mean, obviously you want to frame that in a way that's going to be heard and not just to build a build a wall between the people. Yeah,
0: and see, I, sometimes it's probably good that we have this little podcast and we're not too popular because I wonder if I'd get on national TV and say something stupid (laughs) because I think of these stupid things like when people say, do something, I want to say, outlaw pizza.
1: Yeah. There you go. We did did
0: something. You know, um, because there are so many things that we can do that would not have prevented this shooting. Mm -hmm. And, Won't prevent the next one. Yeah. Now maybe there are some things we can do that would have prevented this shooting, and that's what we should be looking at. What? What? Yeah.
1: Real on the ground, what could have been done? I, I think that it's funny, and you know, you hear it, you hear it tossed around. If it just saves one kid, it would be worth it. That is a ridiculous argument, and it sounds it sounds so heartfelt, and it sounds noble and virtuous. You know, if we just save one life, it's worth it, but. Okay. Well, let's, you know, okay, let's go to the ridiculous, you know. Okay, all children at at as soon as they can um not nurse be not nursing off their mothers will be strapped to a table and held in a secret uh you know, so nobody can get in or whatever, safe, sterile facility. It's ridiculous. Again, there's the line, right? They've ceased to be children. Yeah. Now they're some other thing. And and yeah do something is is the wrong response because it, it it's not backed up by reason it's not backed up by facts i mean uh, yeah i don't want i guess i don't want to deviate too much from where you were maybe trying to go but mm-hmm. if you just look at the numbers of how many how many kids die from school shootings or even gun from guns at all yeah um versus how many die from things like car accidents illnesses uh, Miss uh, diagnosis from doctors. I mean, the list. Go- I mean, hammers, yeah. stairs, high windows. It's it's minuscule. Yeah, it's minuscule. And so, if a person were really interested in saving children, they would be way more effective by banning cars than they would by banning guns. That's just number a numbers game. Yeah. Uh, but it's emotional. It's emotional. Mm. So, try,
0: trying to teach me uh, something. I mean, I, I've heard, in and in, I, I don't know the exact stat. I think Dana Lash was talking about it on something I was mm. listening to. But the fact that, like, there's, I don't know if it's 0. .02% or if it's 2%, but there's a really super, super, super low percentage of of deaths um, committed with, a like, an AR. Yeah. And people are like, oh, bad day I are, because it's something that they can put on a banner and throw around, and it's like,
1: but so many people are killed with handguns, you know, and it's like. Mm -hmm. Well, and and something I've heard a few people talk about, too, is that if you actually remove, okay, so you have all these gun statistics of how many people die from guns. If you remove suicides, the number falls precipitously. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, if you want to play with the numbers, you can, if you exclude uh, mm. numbers from gun-free zones, <laughs> the number really precipitously yeah, falls yeah. Um, from, you know, people that it was illegal for them to have a gun anyway. Um, I can't remember, um, I was talking, this is, was, uh, I hadn't, wasn't even into guns
0: or gun law or politics or anything back at the time, but. I asked my pastor, I was pretty young when Columbine happened, and I said, uh, I mean, is there, is there a gun law that that would help? He said something like, well, 23 gun laws were broken, if we add a law, they'll just be 24. Yeah, that see before. that, and that's, yeah. Um, you know, uh, criminals are criminals. <laughs> you know, they do crime, they don't care about breaking a law. <clears throat> The, yeah, and uh, I don't know if it's worth talking about. It seems like, it does seem like the media is kind of using in it like in a very distasteful way, using the teenagers from uh, from the school in Florida to push their political agenda, and that it, it seems wrong. I mean, the students have right to speak and talk about what they
1: think, um, but it, it just it just seems wrong to do that you know yeah I, th- and it, there's a lot of people that um, smell a rat and all that too because you have 3,000 students that go to this school we've only heard from four oh yeah with polished speeches and there's in fact there's a big news story today that people are kind of talking about is there was a young man who was approached by uh, CNN about being a part of their things and he they asked for an essay he wrote an essay submitted that to them they came back, and I actually heard this, this from his own mouth today in a recording that, I, of, that he, he made, or an interview, I don't remember. But he was talking about, so he, he submitted this essay, they came back and said, well, maybe we just want some questions. So he submitted some questions that he'd like to ask. They came back, then finally like an hour, or like the day of this big town hall, or whatever they tried to call it, yep. um, they came back and said, well, here's, just ask this question. And they had written it out for him, yeah. and if he wasn't going to stick to the script, then they weren't interested in what he had to say. And then, and then uh, to contribute to that, you know, uh, is her name Dan- Dana Lausch? Is the, something the like NRA that. something like that? Um, the the representative was giving an interview today about the conditions <clears throat> of that town hall, and it was an amazingly skewed. Mm-hmm. They had they had whooped up the crowd for over an hour with politicians and speakers before they even let her in to the. Uh-huh. To the thing and then they you know it was she said it was like walking into an mma match there was music that she had to walk into and people were just (laughs) whooped up into a froth frothy frenzy um it's really not been portrayed well and it's not in the interest of anybody i don't think no but 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 but, sorry I, i got away from myself the kids' opinions do matter, yeah. But all of the kids' opinions matter, right? Not just the ones that they hand select and hand a script. So, I mean, and I mean, yeah, And the best thing you can do is, is
0: listen. And which, I guess, Trump did a little of that. But yeah, you know, listen, help them process. And one of the things that I was was taught early on in, in youth ministry is when something incorrect, or or to use the, the incoherent, is yeah. is yeah. stated don't correct it let it let it linger because a huge percentage of the time it will correct someone will correct it and a lot of the percentage of the time it will be the person that said it because as the conversation goes self-contradict yeah they'll go back and they'll you know when you say something out loud you say it and you hear it and you think it and so there's something happening in the process and that's really good to let happen i mean and, you know, sometimes kids get arguing, but even then, you know, a kid will correct or say, that's not right, or the the kid yeah. themselves will say, oh, yeah, wait, I don't think that was right what I said earlier. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's almost hilarious
1: to just let things linger and see what happens. There's a phrase for that. Given someone enough rope, they'll hang themselves, mm-hmm. or something like that, to that effect. It's, it's true. The truth has a way of asserting itself. <laughs> it really does. Uh... You know, I, it's funny, there, there's two things, I,
0: th- I think there was actually, I want to talk about some legislation that I, that I don't have a lot of expertise on, but I also want to talk about, I, you know, I almost just want, first of all, a gun ban just wouldn't happen, I mean, everybody would, keep their, everybody would keep their guns, um, <clears throat> which is interesting, but it's like, I I not okay, let's, everybody see that, everybody turns in their guns, there, there's zero guns, they destroyed them all, nobody has guns. Mm-hmm. and then somebody makes a gun and has, goes, has another shooting. Okay, so Okay, now can we have our guns back? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. And, and we would find out really fast. Yeah, or tomorrow. We
0: would you know, find out whatever. really
1: fast. I, I heard a commentary by, well, I mean, gosh, there's a thousand directions you can go from that. Number one, this week there was a church shooting in Russia. Five people were killed. Guy goes into a church. I don't know any other information aside that it was a, I'm pretty sure it was a Christian church. Guy goes in, kills like five people, shooting. They're not allowed to have guns in Russia. Oh yeah, it was a you know, they're gone, right? They're again. Um, it doesn't solve the problem. You you have. We have a right in this country, to defend ourselves. And and I heard a very a very good um, commentary by a former Secret Service agent this week that said, he said it's a fact. He said you can defend. Within a certain radius, um, a person that wants to come physically attack you, like with martial arts or whatever, with Mm -hmm. um, if somebody comes to attack you with a knife or to beat you up or to hit you with a baseball bat, so there's a certain amount, there's a certain radius, your arm's length, where you can protect yourself with martial arts. Outside of that, if someone's going to use a firearm or an explosive or a vehicle or a javelin or whatever they choose to use to try to hurt you, firearms is the only way. To engage those threats, it's the only way that's that's yep. that's uh, effective, and and they know that that's their job is protecting people, and the American people I think inherently know that that probably the Second Amendment that is our right to to defending ourselves against anyone who would want to do us harm, including our own government, which which was in it was the express purpose mm-hmm. of the Second Amendment. Yeah. Um, we have to have the. Those kinds of weapons that can effectively do that, you know, people people say that a musket is what the Second Amendment was written. In. Well, that's what the army had too; they had muskets, yeah. and uh, so, you know, the average person ought to have the equivalent that a f- normal foot soldier has. That's that was the idea behind yeah. the Second Amendment, and that's I mean that's that's verifiable. Yeah. That's not an opinion. And we and we we agree a lot on this. I always think that if
0: we agree, it's not as interesting on the, on the recording.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's,
0: this is know. this is who we are. So. Somebody might hear yeah, this yeah. and
1: and and, yeah. and tell us that uh, right. that they think otherwise. Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, what was what was the other thing I was going to say? going to oh the legislation. Mm. There was some legislation, and I don't know how long ago it was. Fairly recently, like in the last few years, there was some kind of a ban or restriction on something that went through. Uh, somewhere in the legislature and like nobody no, not even democrat like very few democrats voted for it like it was voted down by like everybody yeah. Yeah, you know yeah.
1: what I'm talking about no <coughs> i don't have okay. any idea what you're talking about but i but this is a reality mm-hmm. it's a <laughs> if i think i know what you mean when you when you're talking about this is that gun legislation for democrats would be the same as like abortion legislation for republicans it's something that they can talk about yeah to really motivate their base, but they never really intend to do anything about it. Really, they just want to get people fired up so they can go vote and yeah. be angry. <laughs> but I'm I'm curious more about this law. Do you was it state? I, I'd have
0: to look. I'm sure I heard it on a podcast it, uh, somewhere. You
1: know what it related to?
0: No, I don't. It might. It, it could have been like a ban on assault rifle. But assault rifle is just a term of <laughs> It Could have been a ban on ARs. Could have been yeah. who knows what it was. Uh-huh. Um, but, hmm. yeah, I mean, the school shootings are just, I mean, they're, the death is horrible. You, I, I think, I think it'd be good to maybe turn a corner to, because you were mentioned when I said I'd like to record hmm. again, you would mentioned talking about the young man, and yeah, um, so I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, I'll just let you. Say what want. Oh, well, let's let's give a cigar update before we go, yeah. in, and then we can talk about the young man. I, I'm gonna see what your opinion is before I talk about the cigar.
1: You want me to talk about it first?
0: Yeah, about your cigar.
1: <laughs> well, i I think I might have got a little bit of a wonky light, so I'm it's just kind of I don't know if, it's kind of burning a little bit funny, but um, it's 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 getting sweeter. I feel like to me, the spice is still a little bit there, but it's not as as uh, sort of pungent as it maybe was when we first started. And, uh, I don't know, it's holding its own. Um, I um, definitely don't like this as well
0: as the uh, other one. This is, I I think the official name on the the, uh, label was Cuba Maduro. The Cuba Cuba is the one that's not the Maduro. Um, This is okay. I would probably smoke it again. Um, The sugar wore off because I was like, Really, into it, <laughs> like too much,
1: um licking the frosting off your cupcake,
0: game. yeah that's what'm i was doing. <laughs> um but there's a there's this there's this unsweetened like cocoa or chocolate mm-hmm. just this just la- lingering there, and then the like a damp earth and and that's okay that's not yeah. um I'm not getting like any sweet from the cigar it's it's only what might still be lingering on the tip. And so I'm always left wanting when mm-hmm. when
1: the sweet isn't in the in the whole profile of the cigar. I think that, like I mean, I th- I think it, I feel like it's getting sweeter, and I think it might be because that sweet tip is wearing off. That like I can actually taste, mm. you know, the, the cigar standing on its own a little bit more. It's a little less discordant, I think. Well, I
0: uh, I would like to like to maybe get more of that. I might try puffing harder or whatever you know and to yeah. change the <clears throat> the taste profile a little. But I, I do, the, that the cocoa that I'm getting, it might even be coffee. Cocoa and coffee sometimes can be kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the thing that's keeping me interested. The The damp earth is just kind of, I, mm-hmm. I keep thinking of the normal one. Thinking, yeah. oh, I wish it was yeah. that one. Yeah, I wish sure. it was that
1: one. Yeah. <laughs> so. For sure. Well, okay, so just to, to catch the audience, if there is any, up on what Doug and I had talked about a few days ago think that something that I haven't heard really anybody talk about is the fact that probably, and and I guess I want to put a disclaimer on it when I say it this time, because I don't know the the high school. I don't know the school and what they taught, and what the teachers are like, and, and what curriculums that they follow or don't follow. But I think that there's a general um, root cause in a lot of these things that happen that produces a symptom, that we're trying to treat the symptom instead of the root cause. And that is that, in all likelihood, from a worldview perspective, this kid that that goes in and shoots up a school is probably just following the worldview that he was taught by that very same school. And what I mean when I say that is that when you teach a, a child that they are the result of time plus matter plus chance, that they're... A, Nothing but a cosmic accident that there is no meaning to life, there is no uh, intelligibility in their origin that they that there is no no real objective right and wrong, and that there is nothing after we die that that we that we are just have evolved here by some chance and that and that human life doesn't have really any inherent value, but the future belongs to those who take it. The survival of the fittest. And yeah. you teach that to a child, really, this guy didn't... This shooter did not do anything wrong, if that is your worldview. Mm-hmm. Didn't do anything wrong. What he did was he exerted his strength over those weaker than, he, than him. Yeah. Which is not only his right, but his responsibility. According to his According worldview. to that worldview. <clears throat> yeah. And and so, I think it's really hip, hypocritical for people to point fingers at him if that's their if that's their wording. Yeah. And
0: you know, I've this is something that I always that I've said a lot, maybe even on a recording in the past. But where, um, by the way, so that was my fault. Um, I'm gonna slightly criticize you a little bit because yeah. it might actually help some
1: of our smokers. Yeah, sure.
0: It didn't look like you were rolling your cigar much when you lit it. And so it looked when you were lighting it, uh-huh. it looked like you were going to get a, a lopsided. Yeah, you were going to get a lopsided
1: burn. Mm-hmm. I saw you when you were lighting it, and I'm thinking he's going to have a problem. Um, yeah. Well, <clears throat> so. and I I wasn't I I don't I think I was not tending it well either. I was not I was oh. going along with almost letting it go out. And so yeah, I've got a little bit of a wonky burn that I'm kind of correct trying to correct now. Well, so so this thing that I've said is
0: that there's this morality, and I, I've, I've mentioned, I believe, that in younger um, school ages, mm-hmm. um, this this morality works, and it's the morality that you know you you treat someone else kind, uh, and and it doesn't matter what you you root as the reason, but it because the reason always comes back to self. You treat them kind because like you want the, because you want to be treated kind. The golden rule, more <clears throat> right. or less. Or, or you treat them kind so, because, because you want to be a good person. So it's always benefiting self. Still subjective. Yes, it's always benefiting self. And so at the point where self is no longer benefited by that moral value,
1: Discarding. it's gone,
0: yeah. and you shoot fellow students. Yeah, so, and it's just. I mean, how can people not see that? I mean, even even sometimes when people you know, when people start saying, well, well, look, delayed gratification, just, you know, sacrifice some now, you'll have more later. Well, yes, that's a good idea, because sometimes you want to sacrifice now, but that's selfish. It's still self-motivated. It's still (laughs) self-motivated. So it's like, you know, your, your morals, if they're not outside yourself, then it's, your, your values will collapse into, I can do whatever the hell I want.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's why I'm always very careful to say when I talk about the worldview issue with when, when in in Darwinian thinking, especially as it applies to social Darwinism. I mean, if you if you take on the view of, of Darwinian evolution that we are here because of an evolutionary process that happened accident without cause. Mm-hmm um you carry it over into into the social arena you and i and i i'm always careful to state that a person if that is their worldview then they have not only the right but the responsibility to take every advantage over everyone and everything that is weaker than them because in that model it's survival of the fittest if you want to spread your seed then you must you not only have the right but have the responsibility to 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 just do damage to anything and everything that's weaker than you are. Kill that other lion. so Kill you can em. Have the lion. Absolutely. Yeah. If that's your worldview, yeah. then um, that's what you got to do. Well, and I, I never heard anybody
0: talking this way when um, they were talking about the sexual misconduct in Hollywood, which kind of <laughs> went to the side, you yeah. know, because we have something really probably more important.
1: To well, they couldn't take. They couldn't ban <laughs> movies. So right, right. <laughs> they went for the guns. <laughs> but, <laughs>
0: but you know, they're like. Oh, it's wrong for whatever his name is, Weinstein yeah. whatever, to to use his power over these these uh new actresses. Yeah. It's like Why well, wait is it minute. wrong? Wait, why is it
1: wrong? Well,
0: what about this? Why can't they use why can't the actress use her power over Harvey Weinstein to get a part? Well and don't you think that was happening? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was the whole idea. Right? It's like <laughs> he can't use his power over them. Oh, but they can use their power over Exactly. Him? It's like nobody ever and a couple people hinted at it, a couple conservative people that I, were actually saying, look, I mean, <laughs> if a director says, yes. hey, come up to my apartment, let's talk about this movie, okay? Look, I just don't think there are too many women that are going to yeah. go up to his apartment and not realize something's going to go on. They're
1: they, they mm. they're fully aware. They're fully aware. I think they are, too. And I if mean, they're if not...
0: dark." Do- they have to be. They have to be aware.
1: Uh, yeah. And I'm laughing not because it's funny, but right. because the, the the reasoning, the, the because it's yeah. re, it's kind of uh, it's the, almost funny.
0: the only flip side could be maybe their parents really didn't raise them right. Maybe they were a little naive. But but even then, you can say, "Doggone it, raise your girls right." You know, you, don't don't yeah. you know? But at the point uh, when somebody <laughs> starts to take their
1: clothes off and make sexual advances, you either say yes or you say no. Yeah, get. And uh, I,
0: I I mean, get a different job. I mean, yeah, I'm not a girl. I wouldn't say anything. I'd leave. Well, yeah, yeah. I was locked in the room, you know. Yeah. Run away. I, some some guy who a preacher. I won't mention his name, and I don't actually like him as a preacher. But he he was propositioned on a plane by some lady. He's a married guy and a preacher. And I he might have made the story up, but I don't care. He was propositioned by some lady on a plane, according to his story. And he stood up and started screaming, Horror Babylon! And walked and sat in a different seat. Now, that's just one of those stories those kind of preachers might have made up. But my gosh, how powerful could that be? You know, if you just said, Whoa, whoa, no, this is inappropriate. You know, get out of there. And you don't even have to scream. Just get out.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, anyway, so... Back to talking about this because the, the worldview there are well, so many kids.
1: Yeah, but I think we need to underline the point before we move on. Okay, go ahead. And that is the fact that if you believe that what is that there is no absolute right and wrong, but that you only do what you must do or want to do, then how dare they say that that was wrong behavior? Yeah. And, I, and I just wanted to underline that before we. we
0: <coughs> well, it's it's something interesting, and maybe it'll sound me make me sound smart if I talk about the new atheists a little bit. Some of some of the new atheists, and I don't follow them a lot, but by by default, because when I'm, I'm listening to some people that would argue against them, I get to hear some of the new atheists. Um, now, well, can you define the new atheists?
1: Because I'm a little confused with what you mean by that.
0: Uh, modern, trendy. Okay. They write books. They're popular. Sam Harris is one. Hitchens,
1: I think. So you're, is one. you're talking as a as a as an overall umbrella term to define. These new up up and coming atheists. Yeah, it's not kind, like kind it's of not popular. a specific group right. that identified themselves as. The new atheists. No, it's <laughs>
0: it's kind of a label put on these popular atheist okay. speakers, and they will say some interesting things. They they will say things like murder is just wrong, and humans <laughs> know that murder is just wrong, and I would agree. The, the difference is they would say, we have evolved to know that murder is just wrong, and a Christian would say. God wrote that on our heart, neither of which can be proved. they're both assumptions <clears throat> um, but I think God, the the God proof is more coherent than geez, we just <laughs> we we just know murder is wrong mm-hmm. and uh so it's you know um the point in saying that is to say that. They they try to put this baseline morality into where they say we just we just know that it's wrong. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, I don't think everybody knows it's wrong. The, the, <laughs> there, it's just not a reasonable argument for them to say that it's that it's wrong. It's not it's not a logical ar- argument for an atheist to say that murder is wrong. They have no nothing to base that on. No. And I and, a, and a, I think it's more than an assumption when you're talking about the Judeo a, Judeo- a person from the Judeo Christian worldview saying murder is wrong because it is it is a a sentiment that is so deeply ingrained in us, but we understand why it is ingrained in us, and and we are actually told by God that it is wrong, and you know, mm-hmm. supernaturally with physical on a physical tablet that God wrote murder is wrong. Okay, so then. Yeah. It's not really an assumption at that point. It's just a right. it's it's a it's a it's a God given fact that for, murder is wrong. For clarity, sure. When the new atheists, when someone
0: would say something like, it, "We just know murder is wrong,"
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and I would agree, we just mm-hmm. know it's wrong. They would right, say, yeah. "We know it's wrong because it was it, it, it grew context. in us and evolved in us." And the the assumption that a, a Christian would have is that God, yeah. Wrote that on our heart. Now you you can logically say why our worldview is more coherent, but just yeah. that assumption mm-hmm. there—that God wrote it on our heart—versus it evolved. Yeah. Both of those are assumptions, yeah. and so that's what that's what Correct. I was saying. Yeah. That's why I was was mentioning it that way. And <clears throat> that actually came out in a really interesting debate I listened to years ago, and that's like there was a whole bunch of like not very not conservative Christian, but really liberal Christian people that this guy that they said. This non, this atheist guy said, uh, he said, you should, you should treat your neighbor the way you want to be treated. And they're like, that's the golden rule. That's a Christian principle. And it's like, and he's like, yeah, but it was there before Christianity. And none of them said this, but they should have said, well, yeah, it was written on our heart long before <laughs> you know, it it existed before man existed, even before creation. Yeah, yeah. And, and nobody said that, <laughs> but but they all laughed and said, "Well, that's a Christian principle." And it's like, well, but he says it's a Christian principle because it evolved in us, is what he was saying. So it was just kind of funny that nobody backed the assumption up any further. But that's getting a little too weird <clears throat> and deep into philosophy. And you know. anyway, I was going to say something about Andrew Clavin said. Um, this is back to guns. We don't... Maybe, I like guns. maybe we can jump back to this. But I I hadn't heard... It. And he's a... I don't know if he's... He might be a gun owner. But he's not a big gun guy. He's a, he's a podcast guy I listen to sometimes at the Daily Wire. But he actually would say he's not a huge gun guy. But he's like, I kind of want to go out and buy a gun when I hear all these people saying they want to ban all the guns. It's like, oh, well then. <laughs> and he's like, that kind of scares me. If they're going to force everybody to do that you know uh and i'm like i because of my position i just i wouldn't think like him but when he said that i'm like yeah it does kind of stir up this if those radical weirdos are going to do that yeah and think they can actually accomplish it then we need to defend ourselves and so that doesn't help anything anyway yeah I radical mean, weirdos, with all due respect to the radical weirdos. <laughs> yeah, was, it's, they right, would call you weirdo too. Right, so I didn't. Fair play, sorry, right? I didn't mean to. <laughs> but,
1: but you know, it's it's one of those things that okay, I personally own three of what people would call assault rifles. I think that's a stupid term. I believe I think it's a stupid term. That's my opinion because assault is an action. It's what you do with something. You can have an assault hammer. Or an assault boot, or or an assault car, pencil, or an assault <clears throat> pencil. Yeah, I, it's it's kind of ridiculous, you know. And it just it to me it goes to show uh, two things, I guess, that I'm thinking about as you're talking. One is is that the people that say we got to ban them, we got to round them up, we got to they they're not really they're just they're thinking with their feelings. They're and I and I uh, and I'm glad that they're upset. I'm really yeah. glad that they're upset. Of, because of what happened, I'm glad that they can see what that young man went into that school, or what other people have done. I guess they can see that action and say that was wrong. wrong. That was wrong. Yeah. You're right. It was very. It was really, really wrong. But the same people, the very, very self same people, also believe that there should be checks and balances. That the power should rest with the people, and that there needs to be checks and balances against. People in a centralized big government that would seek to do them harm. And I think that people didn't understand that that, the the Second Amendment, that us having these scary assault rifles, whatever, is it stands between them and oppression. And I think that the same people that would decry what Mao did or what Stalin did, they ha- they're not really thinking; they're just feeling. Because if they saw what those dictators did, um, one of the first steps was to disarm the people, yeah. and and I don't think that I don't think that those people really <laughs> would agree with, with that. You know, mm-hmm. if they if they really you know really calmed down and, and thought about it, <clears throat> yeah.
0: Um, so uh. Cigar update, you may want to and Mine just went out. <laughs> oh, darn. You're having some I'm trouble. I'm yacking too much, uh, I think. Yeah. I actually think you might be getting some better sweetness because you might have been smoking your slower, and that's low, why yours went out. temperature. Mine's a little shorter, uh-huh. and I think when I started drawing a little slow, like, I tried a few fat, hard, fast draws, and it, mm-hmm. was, it was not good. It actually was worse, and I slowed down, and it's, I think that there might be some natural sweetness no, coming out yeah. now. Yep, and. uh it's it's definitely better, and I'm probably past the halfway point. Um, I'm enjoying it more now than I did that first.
1: I'm half. smelling your foot smoke, <coughs> and it's wonderful. Oh yeah, it's like a, like uh, incense, you know, with these infused cigars. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think you know, I this there's a guy. Shout out to Cigar Obsession guy Brian Glenn. He about every time he reviews a Drew Estate cigar, even even the non infused ones, he's like, "Man, there's just all kinds of foot smoke," and he just talks about how the, just the foot smoke smells amazing. And that's just kind of one of the things I think that they do well, even in the infused or the non infused cigars that they sell, they just
1: smell really wonderful. So, yeah, it's um, it, <laughs> these these Acid Series cigars are one of the v- extremely few. Where I'll come back from having a cigar and my wife will say, you smell good. Because yeah. <laughs> nine times out of ten it's, oh, you smell terrible, go take a shower. Yeah. Um, but not with these, she she, she loves them. Hmm. Um, so, <sighs> I was into, you know, okay, we're talking about guns and stuff. The You know, along with like thinking with feelings and being reactionary, um, I don't blame people. If they just don't know things, but it's been pretty amazing to me how a lot of the very very vocal people about on the gun issue really really don't know. They really don't know guns, and they think that things are legal that are not legal. Yeah, and they they don't understand. I mean, if you think AR stands for assault rifle, you probably shouldn't have (laughs) too much to say in the debate. Um, You know. Um, ben
0: Shapiro was, was being a little bit... I, I like that he's a straight shooter. Mm-hmm. And he he doesn't care if he upsets people, usually. But if he does, sometimes he'll say, Okay, wait, this is what I meant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he'll, yeah. he'll do a little bit of... He won't usually apologize, but he'll say, I don't want you to misunderstand. So he was basically saying that, uh, you know... And he was saying kids. But kids that don't know anything about politics or don't know anything about guns... You know, it's like, why should we listen to him? I mean, and he's he's kind of right. Everybody has, and you know, people try to hammer it's like, oh, they have the right to speak. It's like that's not what he said, (laughs)
1: right?
0: You know, but but that's true. In as much as I'm
1: stupid, don't listen to me. You know, (laughs) Um, well, it's kind of like you know, don't take financial advice from your poor brother-in-law.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: and and really even, um, you know, and this this can this can be a little bit.
0: Old, trying to trying to squash people that need to process pain and death. Mm-hmm. But when you say this isn't the time to talk about it, well, maybe you know, maybe you can talk about guns after after a bunch of people were just killed. But you got to realize that you're talking about it, you're processing, you're emotional, and you you may not come. up, That's mm-hmm. not a good time to come up with good policy. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> got to do something. Yeah, let's ban pizzas. That's going to. That's Maybe maybe I'll get popular on YouTube. So It'll never should, happen. We should ban pizza. That'll be
1: that'll bring on civil war if we try to if they try to ban pizza. I, I will. will I will fight. <laughs> well,
0: so <laughs> that sounds really good right now. Nice. Actually, it does.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. It, we should
0: we should order one. But, um, so. Now this this could end up ticking some people off, but if we've got a little bit of time left, I'd like to I'd like to unpack this and find out what's good about it and what's bad about it. Yeah. because yeah. I, I hinted at this on Sunday, but I didn't want to say too much. It's like I started thinking, what could we do? And when they talked about armed guards at schools and stuff, that sounds great. But what about good people? I thought good people with guns. What what could they do? Yeah. Could we have somebody that some kind of setup with social with the internet and everything now, people can be notified lightning fast. And whoever's the closest can drive to the school and get there with guns. And there's the notification system could be put in place pretty easily. And I'm thinking, we're not in a big city. We're in a small town. And I'm thinking maybe, you know, your town.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If there was, and there would only have to be one person. If all the teachers threw a fit and said, we don't agree with this, it doesn't matter. If one person said, there's a gun in the school, mm-hmm. bam, as fast as possible... Texts go out to 100 guys with guns, and the, and they all go as quick as possible <clears throat> and get to the school to help.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about this, because you raised, because in all fairness, you, we talked about this just briefly a few days ago, and I was thinking about this idea, and, I, and there's I think some really, really, really good sides to it and some really bad sides okay. to it, and, I, and I'll try to be brief because we are kind of running out of time. But, okay. Okay. Plus side. I Okay, so I live in a town, or I live near a town, of about 1,300 people. It's a really small town. We have one on-duty police officer all the time. So there's always a town cop in town. And we have a high school there. And so I'm thinking, you know, not just with the school shooting, but just in the atmosphere of extremism and, like, these random acts of killing and hurting people. Um, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have... And I hate to use the word militia, but it would kind of function like Minutemen, is what you're talking about. The old idea of Minutemen. Um... I think that it would just be smart to reinstate some kind of posse or whatever of people that were known in the community, like known. Like, it, like I'm a local pastor. If people see me in that little town, they know I'm a local pastor. They they recognize me. They see my big beard. You know, we talk. We, whatever. They know me. You know, I'm somebody that is easily identifiable. If there's a if there's something that happens and I show up, hey, that's that's Joe. Yeah. We know Joe. I'm not going to be misidentified as some other person, um, so you know that idea of a quick response team is a is a. I think if I were a, a county sheriff or a town cop, I would want people that I knew and trusted and that I had shot with, I'd trained with. Not just shooting either, but just like quick response. Uh, you know, trauma care, whatever, whatever you're yeah. talking about. It would be just a wise thing, I think, to have that. On the other hand, um. I can also see from a law enforcement perspective the problem with having a hundred foaming at the mouth, papa bears coming in, and there's already a bad situation. I can... That would be a total nightmare. And the carnage is probably going to be increased at that point. And so I can understand... I mean, yeah. I already know from my little, you know, contact with law enforcement that that would be a total nightmare for them. They They would... you know to have all these people rushing in who's the shooter so it would have to be a small group it would have to be a small easily identifiable group but here's here's the problem well
0: yeah but i mean if you had 100 people what's the likelihood that what's the likelihood that 3 of them could get well, there in a minute that's no. that's my point you have 100 but but maybe only 3 would be within you yeah. know within a 2 minute range of
1: the school right cuz we're talking really fast response lo- logistically it works <clears throat> yeah pragmatically it would probably work to sh- to put down the shooter um and so there's, there's pros and cons. Here, here's what I think. yeah Let's, I think that the non-government approach is the best. Yeah. I think that if people know like um, I think that if you have a small a, um, group of a small group that associates with one another, a small church, a school, I mean whatever where you know, I think that it would probably be a good idea if a teacher... If the local science teacher that goes out and shoots IDPA with a bunch of his buddies on the weekends said, "Hey guys, would you just be? Can I? Could I? If something ever happens, I'm gonna text you yeah. at my school." And you know, we all know the risks. We all know what's at stake. But I'm gonna let, like, I'm sure somebody's gonna be calling nine one one. I'm gonna be texting <laughs> you guys, just so you know. Yeah. I think that that is, and then when you get into school, it's a really weird thing. But I think for like churches and stuff, that would be even kind of smarter, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think ultimately people just need to be responsible for themselves. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not going to break the law and carry in a school, but, but I'm going to, I would be, if I knew something was going on at the school and I'm two blocks away, I'm going to be there. Yeah. So I think people just need to take, and I think that local, that, that local teachers should definitely be lobbying their school boards and and their legislators to say, hey, just al- just allow us to have a gun in our car. Allow us to have a gun on us. We won't. Nobody would. Have- we'll never know unless it yeah. is necessary to to pull it out. But people need to take responsibility for themselves. And I think it's a local control issue that th- there should never be a law that bans guns from people that want the guns to be there. Yeah. If a local <clears throat> school board. Wants some teachers to be armed. If there are teachers that are trained and are capable of that, and they want to be armed to to do that role, to fill that role, why on earth would you tell them no? So I don't know. If I answered, <laughs> well, it's, it's a good idea, I, but I see I do see the problems and the benefits. I, you know, yeah. But there's always going to be those, right?
0: And and I th- I think maybe you hinted at that there would, um, you know. Maybe you. Would, I mean, you would want law enforcement to know, and you don't have to say, "Hey, you have to, yeah." And it's like we're they would have to, you know, we're going to have a bright orange armband on if if we're there. So
1: don't and you this. wouldn't want that to be public knowledge, <clears throat> right? And so that would be it'd be hard. You'd have to keep that secret keep, somehow. You know, we we like guys that we, that the local police have selected have all have a blaze orange ball cap under the seat of their vehicle always because yeah. they if they put that on then that that's the secret code of hey I'm I'm blue yeah. So. Hmm. But communication is a big thing. If guys think that they're going to form some Minuteman militia to guard the local high school and they know that the local sheriff's going to be against that and they organize it anyway, that's a bad idea. Cuz if you have you have five guys descend on a high school <gasps> during an active shooter scenario, they're going to get shot. Yeah. They're definitely going to get shot. And you know, I'm the, philosophically I say, so what?
0: Um, Which, that's not, that's my emotion more more than, you know.
1: But uh, the other thing is that it takes those law enforcement resources away from addressing the problem. Yeah, exactly. That's the the reasonable response. Have to communicate. Absolutely have to communicate. But we're running up against the clock here, my friend. All right. So we better shut her down. All right, any closing comments about guns or the cigars or anything? Um, Well... No, I better not. (laughs) Some things that I maybe want to say, but like you said, uh, sometimes we want to say things that we have not to. I've already said I like the Cuba Cuba better Mm -hmm. than the Cuba Enduro. Yeah, I'll agree.
0: So that's a good close. I think we covered everything else. So Mm -hmm. Let's call it good and we'll finish up the cigars after we close her down. Very good. Bye-bye.